It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. The Guy Benson Show Sunday Replay. The week's most interesting interviews with senators, commentators, and newsmakers. Giving you a replay just in case you missed it. The Guy Benson Show. Let's begin with Dr. Jeanette Nishwat. She's a family and emergency medicine doctor. She's also a Fox News medical contributor. She has been on this program multiple times over the last two years talking about COVID, but she joins us in a very different capacity here as we begin the show. She is joining us live from an emergency field hospital in Lviv, Ukraine, where she has deployed as a physician trying to help people who need it very desperately in that war-torn country. Doctor, it's great to have you back. Thanks for joining us. Hey, Guy. It's good to be with you. All right. I am very curious because I saw on your social media when you were packing your suitcases, literally filled with medical supplies and medicine and that sort of thing, announcing that you were heading over there. How did this all come to be? I think it's a a really cool, admirable thing that you've done here. Thank you. Uh, Thank you, Guy. I've I've always... um you know, been uh, involved in medical disaster relief throughout my medical career. Um, but one thing that really, you know, struck a chord with us is the fact that so many of the refugees are children. And so the Children Are Magical Foundation uh, actually helped sponsor me to be able to get these supplies so that I could come over to this part of the world and help these uh, people that are in desperate need of medical attention and medical care. Because many of them, you know, they've left their homes. Um, some of them have been injured. They've run out of their medications, and they have, you know, you know, the war is, is going on, but their their medical conditions as well continue to go on. So um, it, it started off with that, um, just wanting to serve and help others. And then I, um, I'm also a member of the disaster assistance response team with Samaritan's Purse, and was able to, you know, join with them to help uh, uh, the individual refugees here in Ukraine as well. So. So um, a lot of team effort, a lot of, you know, logistics, a lot of chaos, but um, we're just trying to help provide some support, some care to the Ukrainian people who are such strong, brave, and courageous people. And we just want them to know that they have our support. And I think everyone should do anything that they possibly can to help, whether it's pray, whether it's donate, whether it's uh, volunteer, should definitely reach out. Uh, not a lot of people race into a war zone. That's what you've done. I know the western part of the country is generally more secure than others, but there have been attacks in the west as well and bombings by the Russians. How did you get into Ukraine logistically? I mean, it seems like it might be a little tricky these days. Yeah, and that's that's a good question. Even here, um, you know, we're in the middle of taking care of patients. I was in the middle of, of taking care of a child, and the alarms, the sirens went off. So we had to stop what we're doing and all go underground and seek shelter um, until we got the clearance that it was okay to, to leave. But um, what we did was my group, uh, my team and I, we flew to uh, Poland. We flew to Warsaw. From there, we went to a town called 
uh, Shemesh, and then from there we crossed the border of Madika into Ukraine and then uh, to Lviv, which is, you know, safer, but not 100% safe. And that's why we still have to be careful and, and take precautions and, you know, listen to any, um, you know, warnings or alarms so that we can take shelter and take cover. What are you seeing, especially among these kids? Is it fear? Is it resignation? Is there resolve among the adults? What are you experiencing uh, emotionally from the people of Ukraine that you're treating? That's that's a great question because that's one of the most common things that I'm dealing with right now is um, a lot of fear, a lot of tears, a lot of anxiety, depression. They're traumatized. But uh, even even so, Guy, such brave, courageous, inspiring people, the Ukrainians, um, and all of them, you hear it on TV, you hear it on the news, oh, they're such strong, resilient people, and it's true, and I'm able to see that firsthand, speaking with them, speaking with the refugees, taking care of them. You know, one of my patients that I had uh, earlier this morning, she was in tears, but yet she was so strong. She's so happy that she fled uh, her country, of, I'm sorry, her town of Kiev, uh, but at the same time, she was saddened uh, to have to leave her home, and she was very, you know, adamant about continuing to stand up for their country, for their for their homes, for their towns, and to fight and to not give up. And it was just a, it was just beautiful to see. But the anxiety, the depression, the trauma—it's it, going to be a real issue, not just the the actual physical aspect of wound injuries, which we're seeing a lot of bruises, cuts ulcers, lacerations, fractures. Um, I had yesterday, I had a a patient who was having a full-blown heart attack with me. Uh, Today, I had a patient whose blood pressure was uh, over 200, which is very, very dangerous. That can cause, cause a stroke. I had patients who you know, are having difficulty breathing, but yet they, they, they continue to fight, they continue to be strong, and, and they won't give up, and it's just incredible to see. And I think that's why it's so important that we don't give up on them and we don't lose our momentum of support and supporting peace and um, pro- providing as much care as possible. Are these people who are from Lviv, or it sounds like they're more refugees, are they... F- the one woman you mentioned left Kiev and came to Lviv. Are these people stopping in Lviv on the way to Poland or other neighboring countries, or are they hoping to shelter and stay in the western part of Ukraine? That, that's a great question. Most, I would say the majority of the uh, patients that I'm seeing, I'm working at the, the base of a train station where I literally just watch them hundreds daily, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds coming off the train, down the stairs. And the majority of them um, are from out of town, um, from Kherson, from Kiev, from Sumy. Um, and uh, so they're they're from all over and they come through Poland to, to get on buses that will take them to places like, you know, Romania or Germany or uh, Poland, um, going to Poland from uh, uh, Ukraine, Lviv. But most of them, I would say, are, are for out-of-towners who have fled um, the, the, you know, the, the bombings and the airstrikes and, you know, being attacked. And a lot of them didn't want to leave, but they saw that the, the, the attacks were becoming more and more, and uh, so they knew that their lives were in danger, and so they had to to get out but um and, and i'm seeing more and more refugees every day it's getting busier and busier 
how are they linking up with you? If you're at the train station, do you just have like a, a Red Cross medical symbol and anyone who feels like they need help can can just show up? How, how does that yes, work? Absolutely. And do you have translators? I'd imagine that you probably have something of a language barrier. You need to understand what they're saying in order to, to treat their symptoms. Yeah, so the, they have to go downstairs to get off of the train tracks, and we're right there, right at the base in, in a huge tent. And, you know, some of them stop and talk to us because they need to know how to get on a bus or they need water, and some of them need medical care. And, yes, we we'd have amazing, incredible translators who are so helpful to help us, you know, be able to communicate effectively and appropriately. So it's an incredible team that I'm working with. I'm very fortunate and blessed to, to have awesome, you know, nurses and translators and uh, doctors that, that I'm working with. So uh, definitely, a, you know, a well-organized setup, but uh, it's it's definitely not enough. We've got to continue to, to keep going with it and um, keep doing more and keep bringing up the supplies that are depleted, you know, within hours at a time. How long are you going to be there for? Is there a discrete period for this deployment or are you there indefinitely? When are you maybe coming home? Yes, so I'm only here for a couple of weeks because, you know, I do have another full-time job as a physician. I take care right, of, of patients uh, as well in the United States. So um, I, I probably likely will come back again in the future, but uh, I can't stay uh, much, much longer because of my other uh, 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 obligations and commitment as a physician in, in the U.S., but we'll definitely certain, certainly be back out here probably in the next six to eight weeks. Doctor, at the very beginning of this conversation, you mentioned that you are in Lviv, Ukraine, helping these refugees, treating people who need your help, including many children, under the auspices of two organizations. I caught one of them was Samaritan's Purse. I didn't catch the other one. If people want to help, if people want to support what you're doing and other doctors like you are doing, because it sounds like extremely important work for people who need it desperately, how can they help? Yeah, absolutely. So especially for the children, the organization that sponsored me is ChildrenAreMagical.org. ChildrenAreMagical.org. Um, you can donate to them. They're sending lots of um, care packages and supplies, book bags filled with supplies specifically for children. And then, of course, um, you can go to SamaritansPurse.org uh, as well and learn more about our organization, especially if you want to volunteer. But definitely have to you know apply online so that we can um, get you involved and get some more help and hands on board well you are doing god's work literally um i'm i'm really proud of you i hope that you stay safe uh, i know our our audience here has gotten to know you over the last two years talking about COVID, a very different subject but uh look this is this is why doctors and frontline workers are heroes in their own right uh you're rushing toward the problem to help people in need and just a huge amount of respect from all of us here to you, Dr. Jeanette Nishwat, our colleague, a Fox News medical contributor, joining us from an emergency field hospital, part of a disaster assistance response team as a doctor in Lviv, Ukraine, joining us live. I know it's very late at night over there, doctor. I'm sure you're exhausted. Thank you for doing the interview. Stay safe, please. And we look forward to seeing you home when you can get home. Thank you so much, Guy. You have a good one. That's Dr. Nishwat on The Guy Benson Show. What a way to start the show. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. That was this week's edition of the Guy Benson Show Sunday Replay. For more Guy Benson Show, go to GuyBensonShow.com or wherever you get your podcasts.
Hey, it's Clay Travis. Join me for Outkick the Show as we dive deep into a mix of topics. New episodes available Monday to Friday on your favorite podcast platform and watch directly on outkick.com forward slash watch. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.